podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for another episode of Bosco's Boys. That's right, even during this kind of calm period in the offseason, uh, taking a little bit of a step back, uh, just too much has been going on to not have a double episode week. If you haven't, please go back and listen to my conversation with the legend Clint Stewart uh, from Monday. And there's Chauncey making sure that he is uh, making his presence known. Uh, go back and listen on Monday. Had a great conversation with Clint. Talked about his time at K State. And oh yeah, just just a you know a little player he coaches, David Castillo, five star point guard commitment for the class of 2024 for K State basketball. Uh, Coming off of a massive NFL draft for the K-State Wildcat football program. Coming off of just last night, 8.30, uh, a massive commitment for Jerome Tang's 2023-24 team. Tyler Perry, a uh, transfer guard from North Texas. Again, just too much going on for me not to hop back on the mic for a second episode. Uh, Before we get into the meat of the episode you gotta, you gotta be picking up some four packs at your local liquor store from Manhattan Brewing Company. They're out here in Kansas City and Lawrence now. They've already been well distributed throughout the state. Make sure you pick up some four packs. Make sure you head to the brewery the next time you're in Manhattan. They're always doing special release beers. They always, they're always doing fun events in Manhattan. And of course, There's some exclusive beers you're never going to be able to get out at your liquor store. They always have 10, 12, 14 different beers on tap, fully stocked bar, and crowlers and four packs to go. Check out Manhattan Brewing Company the next time you're there. All right, let's start with the NFL draft. Uh, And the reason why we're going to start there is I'm recording this at 6.30. Uh, It's not going to happen, but if all hell were to break loose and if something were to happen... And Tyler Perry uh, ends up not committing to K-State. Uh, when I'm done talking about the NFL draft, just don't listen. Because um, I'm going to schedule this. It's going to go up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably scramble and take down the entire episode. Uh, so if you're listening to this, everything went as planned. Uh, but let's start with the NFL draft. First, as someone who lives in Kansas City, it was a lot of fun to see... Uh, Kansas City just kind of put on uh, the world stage. I love living in this metro area. I lived in KC Mo for three years before buying a house out here in Shawnee, Kansas. Uh, but you know, I, I'm down in the uh, down by Liberty Memorial uh, quite often. You know, I went down on Saturday and then I went to some of the breweries. It, it was a lot of fun being. 
in the area, being in the metro uh, last week. But most importantly, it was a massive weekend for K-State football. Now, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, seeing Felix and Udike Uzama coming to the Chiefs with that first-round pick truly was the, the perfect way to end that first round. Everyone knows me. I go to bed early. I wake up early. Uh, so waiting, wanting to hear Felix, waiting as a Kansas City Chiefs fan to hear our pick as well. Uh, it's a long night. I, I, I'm struggling to stay awake. Uh, but when Clark Hunt goes out on the stage and announces Felix and Udike Uzama from K-State going to the Chiefs uh, just gave me a jolt of energy. I didn't sleep much that night. I was so pumped for Felix because he's been one of my favorite players uh, since he came to K-State. The story about him, how he was on the fence. He was probably going to go to Missouri and just be a regular student. He comes to K-State weighing 200 pounds. He leaves as an All-American, as a two-time first-team All-Big 12 player, defensive Big 12 player of the year, Big 12 champion. Uh, Should have had the NCAA sack record. Uh, Felix Anudike Uzama is going to go up on the ring of honor one of these days. And to break that long streak, it's been since Josh Freeman, since K-State has had an NFL draft pick. Um, and, and all that waiting, it it, it just uh, made me feel great. So again, you, you have that first round draft pick. Then you turn around and... The very next day, at pick 44, you have Julius Brents going to the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I when that happened, I went nuts. I, I, I was tweeting about this, and this is why it, it, it was a big deal. Julius Brents going so early in the second round. K-State had never had two picks in the top 44 in the NFL draft up until that point. Now, we've had a handful of first-round draft picks. We've had a handful of second-round draft picks. But that is the first time, the first time we had two teammates going together in the same draft that early. Now, last season, I talked about how important it was for K-State to get back in the NFL draft, having two picks. And if you go back and listen to the show that I did, I said, hey, that is great that we had two, but we need to capitalize. We need some earlier round draft picks uh, because I, I, I think probably getting to the NFL probably, I mean, it, it has to be top three or four reason for almost any recruit choosing where they want to go. K-State had that nice long draft streak. They've had a handful of guys in the NFL. But now being able to sell to recruits, hey, look, we just had two guys in the top 44. Not many programs can say that. Again, you have like the bluest of the blue bloods, the truly elites of the elites. But K-State was the only, I I believe, I believe, I I don't have have it in front of me, but I believe the only Big 12 school to have two in the top 44. You know, it, it, it was a very special moment for K-State to get that. 
And then on top of that, in the sixth round, you have Josh Hayes going to Tampa Bay. You have Deuce Vaughn finally going to Dallas. Folks, uh, having four is a massive thing. It is a massive thing. Again, I, I, I think the only way that this draft could have gone better is if Adrian Martinez would have found a way to get drafted so they could continue to tout the uh, quarterback streak uh, for Chris Klein and coach teams. Uh, but he signed an undrafted free agent uh, deal in Detroit. Uh, and we had a handful of guys, Ty Zentner with Philadelphia, Echo Boydo with the Chiefs, uh, Malik Knowles with the Vikings, uh, Sammy Wheeler, is he with Tampa Bay? I, I can't remember. Um, but it, it, the, the draft weekend could not have gone better for K-State. You had a lot of pub with Felix going uh in that first round, all the pomp and pomp and circumstance around the Chiefs making that pick, him being the hometown kid, you get a lot of that. Uh, the Deuce Vaughn clip has gone absolutely viral with the touching moment of uh, you know Jerry Jones telling uh, Chris Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn's dad, "Hey, we're we're taking your boy," and then him getting to make that call to his son. Uh, viral moment. It, it, it was almost a perfect weekend for K-State football. I would have loved to see Chris Kleiman in Kansas City do a little bit of the car wash stuff, uh, you know, get on some of the, uh, you know, TV shows, do, do the circuit in Kansas City. But I'm nitpicking. It was the, the perfect weekend for K-State football. And now it, it is setting K-State up to hopefully have a few stars in, in the NFL. Uh, you know, Tyler Lockett is a certified star. Uh, you know, DJ Reed is really having himself a very good career. But, you know, it, Jordy Nelson, uh, Darren Sproles, they both, I think, were on a little bit higher level, a little bit higher pedestal uh, than anything we've had in a while. And getting Felix there and having a guy like Deuce who who's going to do it at – uh, you know, probably, if not the number one, the number two most popular franchise in the NFL, going to be on national TV, everyone watches the Cowboy games, I think it could be absolutely massive for K-Staters in the NFL. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I get a little annoyed uh, that some college football fan bases treat the NFL draft and they puff out their chest and all that type of stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'd rather win the Big 12 every single year and have zero draft picks uh, than, than have 12 draft picks and, you know, go 7-5. and five. Um, But I think it is massive for recruiting, being able to sell future players on the idea of, oh, I could be the next Felix Anudike Uzama. Oh, I could be the next Julius Brents. I can go in the top 50 in the NFL draft. I'm going to come to K-State. They're going to develop me to the maximum of my potential, and I'm going to be able to capitalize on it. I think it is, uh, I think it's going to be worth its weight in gold to be able to sell that. Uh, and then on top of it, I, I've, I've danced around it a little bit, but all four guys getting to go to their uh, local team, uh, I, I think it's pretty well documented uh, that Felix grew up as a Chiefs fan, Deuce Vaughn is a Cowboys fan. I think, I think uh, 
Julius Brents uh, is an Indianapolis Colts fan, and I'm assuming Josh Hayes is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan. I mean, down Florida, I don't know. But he, he grew up only 50 miles from uh, the Tampa Bay Stadium. Um, I think that is also just absolutely amazing. Now, that's not going to do anything for K-State, the program, uh, being able to recruit. They're not going to be able to say, oh, c- come for us, and, and, and we guarantee you're going to get drafted by your hometown team. No, but it is something cool. It is something that makes you smile. Uh, as you as you get an emotional connection, as, as you cheer for these guys, uh, like with Felix and Deuce, you cheer for them. Uh, for for three years, for three seasons, Julius Brents, you he came in and he's been a massive part of this team for the last two years. Josh Hayes, again, only around for a year, but again, he he became one of the fan favorites. You you get connected to these guys and you cheer for them. And I think most K State fans, I think K State fans do a great job supporting their guys at that next level in the NFL. And and it just makes you smile, just makes you feel good knowing that these guys get to go back home and play for their hometown team. Like I said, the NFL draft weekend, you have to nitpick to come up with a scenario for it to have not, uh, for it to have been better for a K-State perspective. Now, you, you start looking to parlay this. You, you start trying to think, all right, how can K-State maximize on this? I think the first thing is you've you got to keep it going. You can't have this season be the anomaly. Uh, and luckily, it's not going to. Almost every single mock draft you see out there, Cooper Beebe is being uh, you know, picked as a first-round draft pick uh, for next year's draft. Now, Cooper Beebe, two-time uh, Big 12 Offensive Lineman of the Year, I think Cooper Beebe is going to end up being the top interior offensive line prospect in next year's draft. The kid is elite. The kid has shown that he can do it on the left and right side. He's he's shown that he can do it at tackle or as a guard at K-State in the Big 12. Um, Positionally, I mean, look, uh, you, you see some interior offensive line guys go in the first round. Uh, I think a couple years ago you saw like two or three guys in the first round. This year, I don't know if anyone uh, is like a interior offensive line guy with a bullet. I think there's a couple guys uh, that could play outside and inside in the NFL. Uh, but you don't always see guards going early. Um, I hope so. Cooper Beebe deserves to be a first-round draft pick. And I, and I hope he is. And that would be massive for K-State having back-to-back years with first-round draft picks. Now, who besides Cooper might get drafted? Um, because, again, that that could get you back to three straight years with multiple guys drafted. If you look at uh, what Iowa has done producing NFL talent, and you look at what Iowa does recruiting, I think that is the blueprint. I think that is what K-State wants to emulate. They almost always are having top 50 guys drafted. They're almost always having three or four guys drafted in any given draft. Um, And if you can start stacking these years, you have to start somewhere, but if you can start stacking those years with multiple draft picks, getting three straight, hopefully another first-round draft pick, again, that just makes your recruiting pitch 
easier. It just makes it easier to continue to bring in this elevated level of talent. And I'll tell you this, once Cooper Beebe gets drafted next year, I I hope they're already starting to get these graphics ready and sending them to every kid in the Kansas City Metro because that will be three straight years with Skylar Thompson, Felix Anudike Uzama, and Cooper Beebe. Three straight years where K-State will have produced draft picks out of the Kansas City Metro. That is going to be just as massive a selling point because, again, K-State recruits in Kansas, they recruit in Kansas City, and they recruit regionally. You're already being able to point out, hey, we've taken three transfer defensive backs and put them in the NFL. After, you know, this time next year, you're going to be able to say three straight years, we've taken Kansas City products, put them in the NFL, uh, one on each side of the trenches and a quarterback. I think that is, again, going to be worth its weight in gold when you start setting up those recruiting pitches for years to come. Who can join Cooper Beebe in the NFL draft next year? That's where things get a little hairy. I think that there are that there's an entire grocery bag worth of guys who, yeah, I I, I think that they could get drafted. Uh, some of the surefire ones, I think, I think Will Howard. When, when you look at some of the quarterbacks that go, I think Will Howard is going to be drafted. Um, but is he going to come out next year? I think Ben Sennett could find himself in a top 100 type draft pick. I think he is that little level of talent. And I think we're going to see that level of per, uh, production back to back years. I think he's going to have another big year. Um, but he, again, I think he could, he, he could have two years after this one. I think he, I think he has, uh, eligibility for 2024 and 2025. So I, I don't think it is a given he is going to go. Uh, you look at a guy like Will Lee. He has all the measurements. Uh, remember, Alabama wanted this guy super bad. We haven't even seen him play at K-State, but could he be someone who is one and done into the NFL? Daniel Green, uh, look, uh, if he if he has the type of year like he did in 2021, where he was a contender for Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, when he was first-team all-conference, he might. But again, uh, his age is pretty high. So is someone going to use a draft pick on him? Khalid Duke, back in his natural position at defensive end. You could see him going. A guy like KT Lev, uh, his athleticism and his body compensation, or composition, uh, what, what he has been able to do under Coach uh, Tremaine Carroll Head of strength and conditioning. He's transformed his body and he's going to be a three year starter at one of the premier programs in the Big 12. That could see him possibly get drafted. I don't know about a guy like Christian Duffy. I, I He could. Again, he's going to be another four year starter. I mean, he's going to have a lot of games under his belt. Could you see a team, you know, taking a flyer on him in the sixth or seventh round? There's a ton of guys who will will get um, looks. And luckily, because Cooper Beebe is going to be, you know, a, a first-round caliber player, you're going to see all 32 teams 
come through Manhattan, Kansas to see practices, to see games, to talk to coaches, that is only going to elevate some of these other guys who are going to be fringe guys. Or, hey, they're really going to get a good look at guys like Will Howard, like Ben Sennett, like Treshawn Ward, running back, uh, transferring over. All sorts of guys who have that potential to be NFL draft picks, and they're going to get a fair evaluation. I, I think this is only the beginning. I think we are hopefully coming into a second golden age of K-Staters in the NFL, and, and we need to do that. We, we need to get these guys on NFL rosters uh, so you can treat, tweet out the graphics, so you can put it in the media guide. Again, stuff on the field, and, and this is this is the most non-on-the-field podcast I've done in a really long time. I, I, I want to win the championships in December. I don't care about the NFL draft, uh, you know, banners or anything like that. But having that success to sell to those players coming into your program is how you elevate recruiting the best eras of K-State football on the field. Uh, they correspond with the best years of K-Staters in the NFL. So hopefully it continues to go. I'm excited for it. Uh, before we wrap up this show with the first transfer portal win of the season, remember, check out Manhattan Brewing Company today. Right after I get done uh, recording this episode, I'm cracking open a towny wheat and I'm going to enjoy it on this wonderful May evening. So the, the final thing we're going to touch on is Tyler Perry from North Texas is a wildcat. This is a massive pickup for K-State basketball. Now, there has been some angst around the portal recruiting for Jerome Tang. And I've been right there with you. You know, if you look at some of the portal wins they grabbed last year, um, and you look at some of the portal recruiting battles that we've come up short this year, um, you don't have a lot of pelts on the wall. You don't have a lot of... Uh, recruiting wins. You, you don't get to say, hey, we went head-to-head with Texas Tech and we got this transfer portal guy. You, you couldn't say this up until Tyler Perry. This guy was wanted by Texas Tech, Arkansas, Alabama, Ole Miss, Florida. It was an amazing pickup by this staff. He is the number two player in the transfer portal by The Athletic, uh, the number one guard, according to The Athletic, in the entire transfer portal. This guy averaged over 15 points per game uh, in his two seasons at uh, North North Texas. He played for Grant McCaslin, uh, the best defensive team in college basketball, so you know he has to buy in defending. And this guy just has a knack of picking up awards, being the best players in the tournament. When he was in junior college, he was the JUCO tournament MVP. His first year at North Texas, he was the sixth man of the year and first team all-conference. This past year, first team all-conference, conference player of the year, NIT all-tournament team, conference USA tournament team, and the NIT most outstanding player. He's also been the most outstanding player at the Thanksgiving uh, tournaments. It is absolutely amazing to see 
the type of career and accolades that this guy has stacked up, and he's going to be a wildcat. And if you want to talk about caliber of recruiting wins, you win head-to-head with the upper tier of the SEC schools. You went head-to-head with Texas Tech, who has his former head coach. Again, you can get mad about Estrada. You can get mad about Acemas. You can get frustrated about you know a handful of guys this year. You can look back to last year and say, well, you know, you beat Nebraska for Keontae, all this type of stuff. I get it. I understand that. But this is a real deal, big-time portal pickup. And if K-State is going to be able to uh, have a good encore for this elite season that we just had, Tyler Perry is going to be at the heart of it. Now, is he Marquise Noel? No. No one is going to be Marquise Noel ever. Marquise Noel had maybe the single greatest season by a K-State point guard ever. He doesn't distribute the ball quite as well, but this guy knows how to get to the rim. He is a great outside shooter. He can hit some stuff from the mid-range, and he has a knack for hitting buzzer beaters. He has a knack for hitting game-winning shots. This is a gamer. This is a winner. Again, uh, I think North Texas um, two years ago, uh, two seasons ago, I guess, uh, was the Conference USA regular season champion. Uh, they made a deep run in the NIT back in 2022. They won the NIT in 2023. Uh, again, th- this guy uh, just ha- has a knack of finding ways to win. I- I'm pumped about it. And, and again, I-, I think that this is a recruiting win, especially when you look at uh, going up against his former head coach going up against uh, programs that allegedly were really trying to drop the NIL money hammer down on him uh, to get him to come. Uh, We've seen it with the high school guys, and now we're going to hopefully continue to see it uh, with the portal guys. Jerome Tang is not going to take no for an answer. He's not going to back down from a fight. He's not going to back down from... Uh, recruiting battles that that folks say he should not be able to win that at K-State. This is a guy who's going to single-handedly bring home trophies and cut down nets and do things that we haven't seen at K-State since the 60s. And and getting this pickup, along with everything he's been able to do in the high school recruiting, is just proof of it. Now, you still have three spots open. You know, just Perry. Um, I mean, you're gonna need you're gonna need some more dudes. Um, I, I I think with the pickup of Perry, I think that officially means that, that the uh, floor for this season is the NCAA tournament. If you rolled out the ball uh, with Perry, Cam Carter, uh, you know, Naquan Tomlin, David Gasson, uh, all all the incoming freshmen, Taj Manning. Uh, Jarrell Colbert, you know, the the red shirts. Um, I I think this team gets to the NCAA tournament. But as Jerome Tang has told us, uh, you know, we're playing for bigger things. You know, we want to compete for the Big 12. We want to compete for the second weekend. We want to compete for the Final Four. Uh, So I I think you're going to still need some uh, more dudes. Um, It's come out. It's been talked about. Keontae Johnson leaving the option open to come back to K-State. I think he has until 
the end of the month uh, to come back to college, presumptively for K State. That would be massive. I, 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 I've said probably on this show uh, a handful of times, there's no chance Keontae's coming back. I didn't think there was, uh, but there's some smoke. You know, uh, Goodman has talked about it on his platform. Um, there, there's some stuff on social media that kind of makes you scratch your head. Like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it was more than just a throwaway line at the end of his open letter to K-State fans. Um, that would be absolutely massive. Um, and, and things have been quiet around, uh, you know, trying to find a wing. I still think you need to try to find another instant impact guard. Uh, if you're not getting Keontae, I think you really need to find a, uh, a, a score who can play at the wing. And I think Jerome Tang has said he wants another true five um, to go alongside David Gasson and Gerald Col- or, uh, Drell Colbert. Um, we'll see what they do. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to talk about it when there's breaking news. I mean, we will have, uh, episodes. We'll have two episodes if the week calls for it. Um, but all in all, I mean, it, it truly is a great day to be a wildcat. It's a, it, it's great, uh, timing for the football program, for the basketball program. All arrows are shooting up, get on the rocket ship before we get to the moon and join the party. Um, but yeah, that's all, all we got. Um, you know, relatively short episode coming in around a half hour. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about that big uh, NFL draft. I wanted to talk about Taylor or Tyler Perry, and I didn't want to wait till the weekend to talk in this microphone. Um, so that's all we have. Stay tuned on Twitter for uh, any shows coming up. I will say, folks, Mother's Day next Sunday. If you've been slacking, get your mom a card, send it to her. I promise she will love it. Uh, give her a call. Tell your mom you love her. I've already pre-recorded the mom pod, um, so you will be getting to hear that here in a couple weeks. Might be doing a Q&A, so if you have any questions, use hashtag AskBosco, uh, and we'll be coming to you on Monday with that. So for Chauncey Bosco, the best dog in the world, for all K-State fans everywhere, we love you guys, and go Cats. It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State. Our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Purple and white we share. Showing our colors everywhere. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Podcast Network.